salutations. Welcome to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. I am your host, Blake Rumsey, and today is July 13th of 2019, and episode 10 of this show. We've, we've reached the double digits as of as of today, what a what a what a crazy thing! It's it's uh it's went by very fast this process. Uh, real excited to to have you back. It's uh we're, you know, summer is on the is towards the, the bent. We've kind of gotten over the hump and are on the la- the latter side now, but uh, there's still plenty of summer. It's hot as hell outside. There's uh I'm I'm gonna go swimming after a while and go paddleboarding and some other things. So it's it's uh. It's a great day. It's a uh, it's a good day. And this uh, this month is proving uh, in the news department of what this podcast is for. City development has been a little slow, but uh, and it's the nature of things. When it's summertime, things tend to take a downturn. Then once you get closer to fall, things pick back up again. But nonetheless, there are uh, there's plenty to talk about in and of itself. And uh, I think we'll get into some, uh, maybe a list of some things that uh, I, uh, again, that I think uh, y'all would be interested in uh, checking out. So first, uh, we will uh, start our journey in uh, in the news. According to City Scene KC, and I think. Kansas City Star as well. The there is a growing. The negotiations are currently underway. As I mean, this is to be expected. These things are always going on, but the negotiations and and pre developments. You know, does conceptualizing or planning, I should say, of what would be essentially phase two of the Berkeley Riverfront Park apartments revitalization deal is in swing. Uh, they're wanting to build a 350 or 300 350 unit apartment uh, between Bar K and the current apartments 410 units I believe that's there at the riverfront. So there's just a little sliver of land they would build it there, and from the sound of it, it makes it sound like really their plan is just to build a corridor of of buildings all the way over to the highway. So. Um, I find that interesting because that's not originally from what I've read what the plan was. So these these are this is actually a newer development than. In fact, this may not actually be phase two. It may be something else. But nonetheless, uh, good news. Uh, there it's the city, and I'm assuming Port Casey and the developers are in negotiations. So. That's the first bit I have from the most northerly sp- uh, sector of the of today's news stories. Secondly, is a story out of uh, or actually it's the opening as of yesterday of Jay Rieger and, and Company's Distillery. So, the Disneyland of distilleries in Missouri, and really I would say at least in the you know the, if you want to say the Heartland Quad State region. Uh, Jay Rieger and Company's distilling facility is opened. It's you know they've as we've talked about in previous uh, in a previous episode when we detailed it, you know it's got like two bar. It's got a basement jazz bar. It has a it has I mean it has bars all over the building basically. But it's got the distillery in there. It's got a museum. It's got 
a place to bottle your own your own whiskey and and other drinks and things like that. It's got uh, a uh, I think and you can customize your you have your cu- uh, custom bottle. No, you can't have custom bottles. Whatever the case is, they've got all this stuff that's been built and it it looks beautiful. And they had a giant uh, deal yesterday. They had fireworks and all this crazy stuff. It looked like uh, it, they had barbecue catered and all kinds of things. It was nuts. So, I mean, this is a bit, as we talked about in that episode, I think it was episode four, maybe? Uh, this is a huge, huge deal in the, the uh, liquor world, in the spirits world. There... This, this building, Jay Rieger's uh, and company's ambition, ambitious project is, um, there's nothing like it this side of the Mississippi, from what I understand, at least not for whiskey. Nobody has said that outright, so I'm, I am taking liberties with that, but I have never heard of such a thing. And that's why, uh, that's why I say it's, it is as big a deal as it is, and it may be really the only thing of its kind this, on this side of the Mississippi. So that's opened. Uh, that is down in the East Bottoms, for those of you who are not aware, off of, uh, uh, off of Gwinnott Street at the old Heim Brewing Building. So, yeah, I highly recommend going. I, I have not been yet, and I, but I would like to in the next week or so. I really want to go out there and check it out, even if I just go and just kind of peek around and just have a little sip of whiskey. I just I just want to see it. It it looks fantastic. So, then uh we're going to make our way down to downtown. The uh the Flash Cube building as it's called, which is on Main Street. It's uh one of the first gl- all glass cube cube-shaped buildings ever built and which is not to me an achievement. That's anyway. But anyway, that's I, we'll go back to that. The Flash Cube building has been well underway in renovations, and the it's it's quite a it's there's a lot more going on with this project than I originally thought it would. There's some cool there is some cool stuff with it. I'm not going to deny that. I just the building is not historic as they're calling it because I just I. Th- Modernism has basically killed historic in in the sense of, of uh, you know, I don't see anything historic about a mid-century modern house built in the suburbs. That's not historic. I don't care. I don't care if it's a hundred years from now. That's not historic to me. It's there's nothing, nothing really re- like wow, wowing about it. So, but that's another topic for another time. the The building though is uh, 184 apartments. Consisting of 48 studios and 41 one bedrooms, 72 two beds, and uh, 16 three beds. There's also office space on the main floor that you when you walk up to the building it would have been like the old lobbies and that sort of thing. And it's uh, it's an interesting project because it's uh, it has what was it uh, it has some affordable housing in it, uh, 40 affordable units which. Affordable, as we've talked about in the past, is a uh, relative word. So that they're ranging it around like eleven to twelve hundred. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, "Oh dear God, that is a shitload of money for those of us who live in Kansas City." That's a more that's a house, 
And I agree. But realize this is also cheaper than most of the cities in the country of a similar size or obviously larger. So the, the cost is relative. But also, there's, there's other factors that play into that. I think we could get housing cheaper if other things were uh, worked on and reformed and changed that have been not so great for housing prices. But anyway, the this project is interesting because they've they have to keep the historic nature of it, but they've got using they're, they're using insulated windows because uh, I mean it's a giant glass building literally that's all it is is glass and some steel so they have to and probably some you know sheetrock and that sort of thing on the interior but the uh, the building they're they're trying to they're trying to make it a energy saving building which is cool. Uh, as I said, they have insulated window, like insulated windows that will help keep the temperatures down or lower depending on the time of year. Uh, and they're doing something really interesting that nobody's done, and that is their uh, – at least in, the, in this town, they, they are. They're, they're using the steam, uh, the steam and chill water system from uh, Veolia Power uh, – the Veolia Power Plant in uh, River Market. So if you go down there, you'll see the Veolia – Plan. It's up. It's up off like Second Street, Second and Grand, something like that. Uh, they have their lines running throughout downtown and that sort of thing. And the the company that's doing this project, Worcester or Worcester, uh, thought, hey, why don't we we could use those systems that are already built and all this stuff, and we could use we could then use them. For our own thing, we could we could partner with them, make them a heating and cooling unit for the building, so that way we don't have to build any other stuff. Like we, we can just uh, recontour some things. So that's that's pretty cool, because um, I get I from what I understand, that's not obviously that's not how, you know they're not putting any air conditioners and things like that. They're going to use these systems instead. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I've never heard of such a thing. But uh, they're the first company or building project to do anything like that with Veolia's uh, built, uh, already built-in systems in the downtown. So uh, that's cool. And then on the amenities side, uh, the, so underneath the building is a plaza. So if you've ever driven around it, it's, it's weird because it's – when you're on Main Street – you can just walk up to the building. It looks like it's at on level, but actually the building is partially underground because there's a ramp. If you you know when you're on, um, uh, was it Baltimore? No, yeah, Baltimore. If you're on Baltimore and you look to your and you go east onto Maine, you'll see that there's a, that there's a bridge that goes over because there's some walking areas under there. Well, apparently they have. I guess it'd be kind of a basement, is what it is. But they're turning this basement area, this lower level that has I guess really high ceilings. They're turning them uh, this area that's huge. It's ten, several tens of thousands of feet. They're turning it into uh, a pickleball pickleball courts, a basketball uh, basketball courts, um, a soccer f uh, field, I guess, but uh, maybe an, an arena, just a, an area for soccer. Uh, so a field, a soccer field, and uh, and the usual things you would find in you know a apartment. So. An apartment complex like that, so you know, entertainment area, kitchen, um, you know, outdoor games. There's you know the usual things you would find. So, 
But I, which means I guess they probably won't have a pool. So that's that's interesting. They'll just they'll just do that. But uh, fitness center, they're gonna have all that stuff. So that's that's uh, that's kind of cool because they'll basically be under the street, kind of in some ways, partially under the street, partially not. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting. So the company that's the developer on this project, War Sister, uh, uh, spelled W O R C E S T E R. For those of you curious, War Sisters, uh, the well, the founder, I guess, the CEO, founder, CEO of War Sister, uh, said that he that they're actually going to move their offices into the onto the main floor. So they'll, I don't know how many units of, for tenants they'll have. It could be they just have one or two, but at the very least, they're going to occupy a space in there. Um. So that's that's pretty cool. But then uh, we're gonna take a little drive down the street to uh, we to uh, to what was once called City Center Square to the uh, what's now being called Lightwell again. So Lightwell on Main Street uh, just announced yesterday that. WeWork, for those uh, maybe you're familiar, WeWork is a cooperative, um, cooperative working space. You know, that's popular PlexPod, that sort of thing. <laughs> they have started, or they have uh, come to an agreement and are leasing from the owners of Lightwell the third and fourth floors of the building. That's a hundred thousand square feet of WeWork. This is their. Uh, this is a huge, huge deal, and it's, it's half, it's almost, uh, it's around half, uh, half the size, as their Corgan Station presence, and so, but it's it's a lot of space, and they've already got a tenant uh, out of Woburn, Massachusetts, called Volley, which is just one of, another one of those tech companies, you know, but they've they've already got a tenant that they're going to have come in there, and uh, in fact, I will read from the. Kevin Collison article at City Scene, they, they, they quoted the CEO of Volley. Um, it says here that we chose to we chose WeWork Lightwell for its central location in downtown Kansas City and because it allows us to configure the space that works best for our employees, both now and as we continue to grow. Uh, uh, Karis uh, Kuhn, uh, VP of Sales at Volley, said in a statement. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, they're the first tenant announcement of what will probably be several ones. So we've hey we got a company out of off the east coast. It's another one for downtown, and they have, I believe, somewhere around fifty to sixty employees, something like that. I can't seem to find that bit of info here, but nonetheless, that's uh, that's more great news for downtown. Uh, I did learn. The light uh, currently, as we've talked about in the past, Lightwell is currently being renovated for the next phase uh, of you know its its new its new life, this new revitalization. And so, there's a piece from the article from this article that Carlson pointed out that I hadn't heard before, and that is, additionally, the current skylight is being replaced with a brand new Lightwell in quotation marks. System that uh, system that will run through the lobby and serve as a pedestrian co- uh, commute 
through the Lightwell building. So, which, to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> it sounds like, so it's it's a, a light well must be some kind of a, like a, it's a, it's a path. It's like, it almost sounds like a raised glass bri uh, bridge, you know, across streets, you know, that there are downtown and, and you know, at Crown Center slash Union Station. So it reminds me of that, but I don't think that's exactly what it is because it's not – this is inside. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see what that looks like. Uh, I'm not even working there. I just want to see it because it just sounds really interesting. But anyway, I thought that was particularly uh, worth, worth mentioning. Um, if we go further down the street – uh, I have a little update for Strata. Uh, back, back just a few days ago, the the uh, the project uh, passed as amended, and so Strata should be should be completely. It's I think it's out of. Uh, it's 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 everything's good to go and now it's just we're waiting for them to st to start seeing cranes being built and stuff you know supplies showing up on the uh, around the building so they uh there was also through uh normal things at Casey Rag uh, he point uh, he said that the project is now offering quite a ground floor coffee shop real retail space so uh i don't know where that would go in at probably well, it could be Joseph A. Bank, or it's maybe that he is referring specifically to the newer sections of the building that are being built, but um, I don't know. So there's all I know is is there's a hell of a lot of coffee shops within a five block radius of that building. It's they've got it's got literally two across the street from it. So I uh, I don't. We'll see how that works out. There's there's just a lot right now. And there's not enough people that live and work down there right now to, I think, completely make that sustainable right now. Give it a couple years, it will. But we'll see what happens. Um, that being said, uh, if we go further down Main Street to the 1822 Main Project I mentioned last podcast on the episode 9, we talked about um, some a law, a law office that was supposedly going in down there. Well, this has all been confirmed now. This is all out in the open. Uh, Kevin Collison has written an article about it at City Scene. Um, so all the all the rumors I had mentioned were quite true. So the proprietor of this building, the one that's wanted to own it, is the is uh, uh, Steve Siegel and Hansen. It's S T U E V E. So it's it's I, technically I think it's German, but it's it's a law firm from I believe the Plaza. Like I, I think I said that last time, and their plan is to have a six-story building, three levels of office, three parking, and retail on the main floor. Uh, their the law firm will occupy one of those floors, and will be. Uh, the the other two will be for whoever t other tenants they can get. The the it is a five five uh, twenty five million dollar project, 
and would require the, the destruction of the bank that's down there on the corner that's the two-story, very narrow, beautiful little facade bank from that was built 102 or three years ago, something like that, um, which is a damn shame because then you go and you look at the building renderings, which are very basic, and I know they're not final by any stretch of the imagination, but God, it is bad, guys. I'm all about building stuff. I'm all about getting more stuff downtown. But oh dear God, it looks like crap. It is bad. It is really, really bad. And if you go to Casey Rag or to Kevin Collison's article, you can see the rendering for yourself. It, well, and yeah, it's, it's just an abomination. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to emphasize this enough. Uh, it's, I've never seen a project that looks this bad. Um, looks horrible, right? It's so bad. I had to show Nate this because it just looks, it's, it's awful. And I, I really hope that's not what they're going for because, and that's a, that's somebody that just fiddled around and fixed it. That's not the original one. That's somebody on the, on the forum uh, did some editing to make it look better. So that's that makes it look slightly better than the other one, which is, yeah. So anyway, folks, uh, long story short, Port KC on Monday, this past Monday, uh, approved the project. So the July 8th is when it was. Approved the, pro uh, endorsed, I shouldn't say approved. They endorsed the project Port KC did. Now, that that's only one step. They've got a lot more, and by God, I'm just hoping that the city council and the mayor are like no, like they did to the like they did to Drury and I think and just say no. There's no way in hell this is gonna go in. Like you gotta, you better come up with a much different plan because this is some dog shit. It's bad. So, uh, that is that is their that that's the news on that. But there the with this announcement of the the Port KC decision and things, it was also stated that. If things were to go according to plan, but by God, let's hope not. It would start in this fall, and which is fast, and would finish some uh, by April of 2021, so two years. The I really hope it doesn't happen. At least if that's what it's going to look like, we don't need more. We you don't need to have a three three story parking garage there. For one, and we need density. That's anyway. That's I've I've so I'm a broken record on that, but that's it's it's just so stupid. Anyway, on to something uh, a little uh, a lo some better news. Uh, at least somewhat for some for some of you. You would say it's better news. Crown Center uh, announced that Milano, the very old. Italian restaurant there that, from what I understand, it was garbage, is gone. It's going away. Closes at the end of this month. And it's being replaced uh, by a new barbecue spot. So there's actually going to be two barbecue spots inside. Three Little Pigs or whatever it's called. And then this. And it's called, listen to this creative name, Burnt Ends Barbecue. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Woo! It's Kansas City and Burnings. Woo! Oh my gosh! Like that's, it's a lazy name. I'll just say that much. It's not the worst name. 
It could be a lot worse. It could be like clown paint, you know, wearing barbecue. I don't know. It could, you know, I'd rather it be called like Aunt Jackie's or something. I don't know. Something, it, you could, if you're going to do something silly generic, at least do something that's silly generic that's funny and kitsch. Or not f- funny and sh- uh, schlock. But anyway, this is from a country, uh, a company, not a country, a company called PB&J Restaurants. Uh, I think they're out of Johnson County. It's a, they're kind of like bread and butter concepts, I believe. I, that's at least that's kind of the feeling I've gotten from them. But uh, the the company is uh, uh, going to put in this restaurant. It's the pitmaster for this project is a guy who actually actually has quite a record. He's a very well-known barbecue dude in this town. His name is Stephen Schwartz. Goes by Smokey. Um, he's worked for some big names in this town, and has done uh, has won a lot of award uh, uh, barbecue awards and stuff like that. So that's good. Uh, so that's a that's a good bit of news for that part at least. I just I hope that they can. It, if the name can suck, as long as the space is decent looking and their foods is above everything else, their foods good. Their name can be stupid, and it's fine. It's just very lazy, I think. Um, the architect for this pro- for that particular build-out will be BRR Architecture. I don't know anything about them. I just know that's who they are. So uh, we'll try to we'll try to link them in this uh, in this uh, in the post on Instagram. But uh, maybe maybe somebody you all know works for Pit- or works for uh, BRR. I don't know. But uh, it's plan is to open by like December. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Uh, they're the the Milan, they're also adding to this, which is not affiliated with PB and J. I don't think I th- well at all because it's not a franchise. Duh, I, I'm I'm a little flustered, folks. I'm just I've got so many things going on this weekend. Um, the there's a Starbucks that is going in there as well. So which su- which Starbucks sucks. Like let's just be clear about this. We do want their money though, <laughs> but the. Uh, if you're gonna go there, just go to filling station that's in that's in uh, Crown Center and get coffee. Because just do that. Don't don't go to them, please, please. Um, there's way better things. So that is what's going on at Crown Center. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for more barbecue. Funny enough, I mean that's really. One of the newer barbecue spots to open in the downtown area. I mean, we really don't have that many downtown. It's been everything else but barbecue that's opened up down there. So who knows? I'll give them a shot. I, you know, I'll, if I can remember to, I'll go and check it out. So anyway, the next piece I have is down here in the Westport area, just a just a mile or so, mile and a half from where I now sit. There. Uh, I talked about this project two, two episodes ago. I talked about a new bookseller coming to – a new bookstore coming to the Westport area uh, from, um, from the, the folks at Mills Records. The uh, lady herself, uh, she is opening a new – Bookstore. It's been officially announced. It's called Wise Blood Booksellers. Uh, this is not from a what news site. This was uh, from social media through my friend who I talked about, who is going to be managing that store. 
Uh, his name's Dylan Piles. He's a good dude, excellent musician, smart guy, super smart guy. He knows his, his mind on literature is great. He's got the academic credentials to prove it, uh, at, least in, uh, at least on paper. So Dylan, though, uh, I, we can now officially say that, uh, is the manager of this Wiseblood Booksellers. It's a, I guess a, it's a reference to – oh, gosh. It was a, it's a reference to uh, a particular author. Why can't I remember the name? Dang it. <laughs> Pardon me. The uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a literary reference, and it's the spot is at three hundred Westport Road. So as I said in that episode back way back when, eight the where Run Eight One Six is, it's in the same building as that. So it's like behind it. So that's that's where it's at. Uh, they plan to open the summer, so hopefully by September. Um, and it looks like they've they've been currently building their uh, uh, their brand of uh, or bu- not building their brand but their collection and their their inventory uh, you can go to mills right now if you're interested you can go to mills and buy trade sell books to them and uh, I, th- I don't know how curated it is if it's Dylan my friend is 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 uh, is is I think good taste and I think they're not just trying to have willy-nilly. It's not like trying to go to a uh, half-price books and just selling pretty much anything you can think of, or you know, the your 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 uncle Bill's, you know, bookstore where he just sells you know every anything that people give to him. So, that if you want to participate in that and help build that stock, you can go there right now, and uh, maybe they'll take some stuff or trade with you or whatever. But it looks like their collection will be rather uh, will be eclectic enough, but still very precise and uh, as everybody's saying, curated. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye out for. I'm super excited about that. As I as I said, I love bookstores and I spend a lot of time hunting for uh, speci- basically for the, my particular history books that are oftentimes hard to find. Um, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. And everybody loves Mills records. So imagine if a bookstore, but that's, that's Mills records, but it's not records related. Like that's, that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. So anyway, check it out. Wise blood booksellers, 300 Westport road. Um, if we actually, I I forgot to mention that, uh, mention this in Midtown, uh, there is, uh, it, it, just yesterday, uh, Fox and Pearl, which we've talked about in the past, I believe. Fox and Pearl uh, is owned by a couple from Lawrence who owned Hank's Charcuterie, which is now closed. But they moved out here to start uh, Fox and Pearl, which is their own little fine dining restaurant. And they've opened in the old Swedish Hall Uh off of what is that that is summit road so above uh, it is above this very cool uh little old bar speakeasy spot called el pozo some friends of mine run that it's a very cool event uh, event space you gotta check it out go talk to austin goldberg (laughs) that's uh it's it's, you'd have to see to believe it it's just such a cool little space but anyway 
Street Wave, by the way, has been in this spot in the past. It's it's awesome. So the Fox and Pearl is right above that. It it is on the main floor, and they just opened the spot. It took a long time to build it, but because uh, in the meantime, Fox and Pearl was hunkered down at the old novel's original space in off of 17th and summit slash Madison. So they, uh, they closed the, they, they ceased their thing there. They're bringing all their, they brought all their stuff over to the new spot. So now they're open in the Southern side of the West side neighborhood. So, uh, Fox and Pearl, I, I have not been yet. I'd like to go at some point. Um, I've heard decent things about it. Uh, I, so if that's something you've been wanting to do or check out a space, uh, go do it. It's so it's now open. So, Fox and Pearl, go check it out. My last bit of news that I have is in relation to the uh, Boulevard Beer Hall. So, Boulevard has. Uh, as of several, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Two and, a half, two and a half weeks ago, opened the last of their renovations to the building that they have. The Their beer hall is three stories, and for a long time they've had just two stories that, is, that has been open to the public. But now, a third story is opened. And the third story is what they're calling the wreck deck. And it completes the space, and now you can go up there and sit and play shuffleboard or, uh, you know, yard games, as they say. But you, you can do – the big thing, I think, is shuffleboard up there. So you can play games, drink beer, eat some, eat some, uh, some bar food, and, you know, just have a delightful time. So that space is now completed. Uh, I – Boulevard Beer Hall is one of the most popular tourist attractions to have opened in the past few years in Kansas City now. It has they 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 they're cons- they're just always busy. Like it's especially on the weekends, it's insane how many how many people go into that spot. I mean, it can hold several hundred people uh at any given time. But Boulevard's done really well. They've really made something fascinating. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think uh, if you're if you're a fan of Boulevard Hall Beer Hall, go. And if you haven't been yet, go because it's cool. Like it seriously is. It's awesome. And you're gonna get stuff there that you aren't gonna get anywhere else. You're gonna be able. To, they have stuff that you can try that they're just experimenting with. That's just out. And it may never be released ever. It's just for fun. So, Boulevard Beer Hall Rec Deck. I highly recommend that. I have another item on this particular uh, list to talk about, and it was actually something I realized while I was in the crossroads. Um, they officially announced it. Oh, this is you know why I didn't I wasn't going to say anything, and why it just came to me it was because I was asked not to say anything. But now it's public, so now I can talk about it. <laughs> the uh, Bo Nelson and Bill. Altuder and the gang at Valmayest have opened their they have they, their return to the crossroads. So just down, a, not even a, a, a right at a block away, 
just east of there, uh, right off of Cherry Street at the corner of Cherry and 18th Street. Bo Nelson, as we have talked about in the past, was going to open up a new coffee spot, right? Well, uh, as far as that was going to be with Collective X. Well, Collective X is open, and the outpost is open. And folks, I'm telling you, it's great. I, uh, I did not, I cannot say the same about Collective X because, not because I think it sucks, but because I didn't actually really look around. I was with my lady, we walked in, and I said, hey, we gotta go see if, uh, we gotta look in the window and see if there's any, uh, how the progress is. Well, I didn't realize they were opening. They had their soft opening on first Friday. So we walked over and who happens to pop out, but Mr. Uh, Bo Nelson himself. I didn't really get to talk to him, but, uh, I went, oh, well, they've got something going on, so let's go check it out. And uh, uh, I, knew, I knew something was going on when he said, oh, I'll see you inside. So I, I figured, okay, cool. So I go in, and the outpost, their new coffee spot with two E's, the, with, with two E's, is open. And the, the, uh, the spot is great. It is uh, it's well designed. They have a nice little sitting area, both uh, uh, both standing, standing and um, and uh, le and and standing and sitting. Um, leather. They have some nice couches. They have some. They have a, uh, a, a you know one of those narrow stand up tables um, and some and a couple of chairs and things and and, a, and just a regular table. But it's just a little. It's like a kiosk. It looks like you know. You go to the grocery store and you see the Starbucks or the Caribou Coffee or maybe a you know roastery or something uh, inside. It's kind of like that, but it's way cooler. It looks beautiful. It's just it's very, it's crisp and clean and, and simple. And the roasting machine that they have, or not roasting, sorry, the espresso machine that they have is baller. It is awesome, and uh, the. One of the one of their main guy, one of the main managers there, Austin Averill, uh, showed me this particular machine. Showed me, gave me a little tour of the deal, and it's just incredible. It's a beautiful machine. Uh, it pulls some excellent shots. I had a shot myself, and was thoroughly impressed with what I had. Like that, I had not had a Thou Mayest shot that tasted that good in a long time, and. I've uh, a, a front, and I should say specifically from an official, from a, the official Val Mayest. Like I had not had a shot that was that that was that tasty, potentially ever. I I I can't remember the last time. So it's been a long time, and was very was very impressed, and yeah, I uh, I highly recommend you go over there. Their hours are late. They they close at eight. So they're one of the only places left in the city that's downtown, coffee spot-wise, that's open super-duper late. So anyway, I – again, again, I recommend you go. Uh, go, and, go and give Valmea some love. They're, they're, their spot's awesome. It's – not a lot of people are going to know about it right now, um, but it's uh, – it'll probably be really busy in the morning, but I can imagine in the afternoon there'll be some seating. And yeah, go check out Collective X too. Um, it looked it looked cool. I've, I've I've heard great things about. It. I've been around those people for on and off just as acquaintances in the past. Just because when you hang out at Valmaeus, that's where they were at. So um, yeah, I uh, 
it's a it's a great space, and I highly recommend you go. The uh, this is a yeah, it's just this. It was a it's a it's a great it's a great spot. So I'm gonna have to cut today's episode short, but uh, I uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been a great uh, this has been a, a great uh, great bit of fun. I, uh, I if you need to give us a, a holler, you can. Uh, contact us at streetway with two v's at gmail.com you can say howdy you can throw some throw some venom or uh or throw some advice or secrets or news and rumors for city development and cultural growth in kansas city whatever you want i'd like to hear it that would be awesome uh so give us a shout out there uh you can follow uh streetwave or uh Nate uh, at in this city, or you can follow me at Bearded Rumsey. That's my uh, that's my Instagram handle. So, yeah, I uh, thank you again for coming on. I hope you have a great weekend and uh, a great latter half of July. And I hope you get out and try some of these things and some other stuff we've talked about, or maybe some things I haven't mentioned that you that are uh, that are a big deal so that you want to check out. So. Whatever the case is, folks, as I always say, know your city.